It is great to be with you guys this morning, and uh, I'm really honored to be able to speak to you, and um, I pray that God will use this time uh, to really help each and every one of us uh, to really fulfill His uh, dream for us to have a deep spiritual relationship. So what I want to do is I want to start off with a word of prayer, and then we'll get right into the sermon. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for this opportunity that we have to to worship you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that we could come together, take time to just reflect on you and your word and what you want to put in our hearts this morning. God, I pray that uh, you use this time. Father, I pray that every word that I speak be according to your spirit, Lord. Father, I pray that everyone who's sitting here this morning will hear the words and the message that you intend for them to hear. God, we know that each and every week you have a way of speaking to each and every one of us. God, we pray that this morning be no difference. God, I pray that we could put off anything that may be distracting us, anything that may be pulling us away from you. Father, that we could focus intently on you and your word. Father, we love you. We thank you. We pray all this in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, as uh, was mentioned, my name is Johnny Rivera. Uh, together with my wife, Glory, uh, we lead the church down in central Jersey. And uh, we, uh, uh, I was just appointed an elder earlier this year. And that's when you're supposed to say, wow, he's so young. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Um, no, but uh, it's, it's an incredible honor to be able to speak uh, to all of you. As uh, Jim mentioned, we became Christians in Queens uh, 20 years ago. My wife became a Christian before I did. Uh, I was coming from an atheist background. I gave her a really hard time. Uh, but here I am today preaching to you, uh, which hopefully uh, will help you to remember not to give up on people. Don't give up on people, no matter how hard-headed they may be. Do not give up on people. Well, you know, this morning the title of my message is Connected. Connected is the title of my message. This is actually the theme for our church in Central Jersey in 2017. This is our theme, Connected. And uh, let me ask you a question. Who here, raise your hand if you're on Facebook. Raise your hand if you're on Facebook. Great, just keep your hand up. Raise your hand if you're on Twitter. Uh, Well, actually, keep Facebook and Twitter up. What about Instagram? I was going to say Instachat. I know it's Snapchat, right? Okay, I lose track of all these things. Okay, so if you look around, there's a lot of people connected online. You can put your, your, your hands down. You know, today it's said, it's often said that this is the most connected time in our history. Now, in a social media sense, that is really true. We are connected. We could stay connected to people around the world via the Internet, through social media. But we all know that being connected through social media alone isn't really connection, right? So just imagine, you know, my spouse my wife comes to me and says, hey, you know, uh, I feel like we haven't really connected this week. And my response is, 
but you're my friend on Facebook. You like my post. Like we know we wouldn't even dare say something that crazy, right? But sometimes we, we lose sight of what really being connected is all about. And what I want to talk about this morning is about exactly that, about us being really connected. Uh, if you want to open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 2, uh, the scripture will also uh, be on the screen. Uh, I'm going to read verses 18 and 19. The Bible says, Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. You're probably wondering, why are we reading this? Verse 19, they have lost connection to the head from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. You know, you read this passage and you know, you're struck right away by these strange teachings. Paul is telling the church in Colossus, hey, there's some folks teaching some really strange things. And he tells them why they're teaching strange things. He says it's because they've lost a connection. And see, when we lose the connection, we get weird. We start believing weird things. We start acting on weird things. We start believing self-help books more than the Bible. We start to really wrap our minds around what the world has to offer versus what God has to offer. And we begin to act out in these strange teachings. And the cause of it is we're losing or we've lost a connection. I want to talk about four things this morning about this spiritual connection that we're to have. The first one is we must understand that we are designed to connect. Designed to connect. You know, if you look at the scriptures, uh, on the next side you'll see Colossians 2.19 uh, you'll see uh, Ephesians 4.16 as well. It says, from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. You, you know, you won't see this up there, but 1 Corinthians 12 talks about one body, many parts. We're supposed to be working together. You know, Jesus, when he was asked by the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, they said, You know, which is the greatest commandment? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But then gave a second one, love your neighbor as yourself. And he gave that second one without being asked for a second one. Because Jesus knew that our connection to one another was connected to our connection to God. And he knew that this was critical to his plan. See, in order for us to have deep connections and hold on to them, we've got to see we were designed for this. You were not designed to fly solo. 
You know, TJ mentioned that in his communion. You're not, we're not designed to fly. So you might think you are. But you're not designed to fly solo. You know, there was a picture of that, you know, that cord to plug it in. I mean, it's designed to connect into an outlet. That's what it's designed for. If it's unplugged, it's useless. It's designed to connect. See, what we've got to see is us being connected is God's plan A for spiritual growth. It's plan A. You know, Ephesians 4 tells the prostitute, it tells us that we, our job collectively, we have a responsibility to help mature the church. This is God's plan A. Now listen, I understand you might look around and say, man, was there a better plan? No, this is God's plan A. God puts people in your life for a reason. He's trying to do something in you. And he's trying to put you in a position to do something for someone else as well. It's his plan. And we've got to see that we are designed to connect. This is the way God made us. We're so much better together. Individually, we might struggle to see Jesus in one person. But you put the whole room together. And you take everyone's strengths together. And everyone's uh, uh, key points where they really are doing great at imitating Jesus, you've got a much fuller picture of who Jesus really is. We are designed to connect. You know, the Bible, all through the scriptures you see in the, in the, in the New Testament especially, uh, over and over, if you look at the letters, the letters that we see in the, in, the, in, the, in the Bible, in the New Testament, you read from Romans on, largely are about how we relate to one another. That's largely where, if you read Romans, read them all the way through, it largely has to do with how we relate to one another. That we love one another. That we bear with one another. That we encourage one another. That we admonish one another. This is what we see in the Scriptures. It says, See to it that no one is sexually immoral. See to it that no bitter root grows up to defile many. These are things that are not going to be seen unless we're connected. Let's be honest. No one comes in here without their best church look on. No one's coming here showing their struggling side. We don't have deep spiritual connections. We're never going to fulfill God's plan for us. The second thing is, we've got to understand that you can lose connection. You can lose connection. You know, this passage, he says that they started teaching weird things because they lost connection to the head. Here's what we've got to understand. Just because you got baptized and became a disciple, doesn't mean you're beyond losing connection. Just because 
You have the right doctrine, the right understanding of how someone gets saved does not mean that you do not or cannot lose connection. Paul was talking to the church in Colossus. Hey, these guys, they lost it. You, know, you could almost say in today's vernacular, they've been lost their minds, right? That's in today's vernacular. They lost connection to the head. We've got to understand that we're not above that. And see, it happens in different ways. But we lose connection. You know, um, there's a funny video. I think some of you have seen it before. Uh, but I want to uh, watch this video. It shows us a little bit why at times we do lose connection. That have reached epidemic proportions today are pridefulitis and opinionation. And many have lost hope. Symptoms include hearing loss, anger, the urge to debate, and delusions of not needing direction. I see pridefulitis every day in my practice. It destroys friendships, marriages, and careers. Sufferers can find it impossible for any advice or helpful input. But now there's hope. Introducing Humilify. After just a few days on Humilify, I was actually able to hear my spouse again. Humilify saved my marriage. I suffered from full-blown, nag-resistant pridefulitis. Humilify completely cured my hearing and my vision. Humilify gave me hope. Humilify has also been shown to be effective against other diseases, like I'm the victimitis, get off my case and I know best. Exercise caution. Side effects include sincere apologies, attentive listening, and the realization that other people are intelligent. Make the decision that will change your life. Try Humilify today. Humilify. Isn't it time you swallowed your pride? <laughs> Uh, just so you know, those are the disciples from the San Antonio Church that put together uh, that video. Uh, that is uh, classic right there. Uh, humilify. We all need humilify. Uh, we all need to really understand our need for others. And we've got to understand that it's very easy to lose connection. Some of it is simply, you know, we start to become very independent. We're just... We think we know it all, so we just kind of don't put an emphasis or priority on really being connected to one another. Something that I see happens uh, in suburbia quite a bit, uh, where we are, is life is busy, constantly driving, stuck in traffic. If you have kids, you're on the way to a soccer game or some after-school event, and and you've got, then, you know, you bring the church equation to it, and you've got your, your Sunday and your Wednesday, and we've got youth and family devotionals, we've got service to the poor, we've got all this stuff. And before you know it, you lose connection to the people that really need to be in your life. And, you know, the truth is, sometimes it happens innocently because we're so busy, we lose sight. Wait, unless I make this a priority... It's not going to happen. But sometimes, if we're honest, we create distance on purpose. 
If we're honest, sometimes we know, and you know, if you've been around, you know how to navigate in and out of fellowship without getting deep. You know someone else, how are you doing? Good, good, and just keep it going. Oh, yeah, I, you know, I've been doing good lately. Lately meant like the last two hours. I literally, I've had, I had a talk with a brother one time, and I said, well, how you been doing with your purity? He says, bro, I've been doing good. A couple of weeks later, he says, man, I, I've been struggling with this and that. Well, hey, when I asked you how you were doing, you know, you said you were doing good. He goes, yeah, well, I was doing good that day. I said, whoa, are you serious? He goes, and then it hit him how crazy it was what he said, but that's literally where he was at. He didn't want to get real. He didn't want to be honest. You know, we've got to see how critical we are to one another. We've got to see how much we need one another. We can't intentionally push people away. And I realize sometimes, you know, there's a fear. There's a fear, you know, why I... I've been hurt before, you know, when I got too close, you know, these brothers and these sisters started getting crazy and, and telling me all this stuff, and, you know, that I've been hurt before. Well, here's what I want to tell you. The Bible says, First Peter, the Bible says that if you suffer for doing what's right, you're blessed. See, our worldly mind says, if I suffer for doing what's right, I'm not doing that again. That's how we decide. Well, I'm not going to let people close again because I've got hurt before. But the Bible tells us something completely countercultural, counterintuitive. It says, if you suffer for what is right, you are blessed. If in the in the effort of trying to get help, in, in, the, in the act of you seeking help and, and getting people in your life, if someone hurts you, no, you weren't dumb, you were blessed. You were blessed. Yes. Listen, I've learned, I, we've all been given bad advice. We've all had somebody that probably got a little too hype on their advice. But you know what? I learned things from that as well. One of the main things I learned is not to do that to somebody else. <laughs> but there's something to learn in that as well. We've got to make sure that we're not losing that connection. And let me just say this. Some people say, well, you know, you know, I, I, it's me and God. And, and I'm with you. Here's the thing, though. If it really is you and God, then it's you and everybody. That's the way it works. This is why they asked Jesus, okay, which is the greatest commandment. He gave you two, and he said everything hangs on those two things. Because if you're really connected to God, you'll be connected to one another. That's how he brings such different people with different quirks about them, with different opinions, and he brings us to be united as one. The only way that's possible is if we all grab on to Jesus and we're united because we're all 
holding on to Him. If you're really holding on to Him, you will be connected to one another. You can't say, well, I'm going to follow Jesus, but I'm, I'm not talking to anybody else. That's not Christianity. We've got to make sure that we're not being filled with the world and the things of the world. Listen, if you're too busy to get with people, you're too busy. And the truth is, if you don't make time, if you don't carve time out, it won't happen. And see, here's what will happen. Especially if you're doing, if you think you're doing good, then there's no need, there's no urgency. Well, let me go get help. But then, that late night fight happens. Something goes on. Now it's time to set the alarms off. But if you had just been doing that maintenance work all along, that might not even have happened. And now we get a bad attitude because people don't cancel everything they're doing to get with me because now all of a sudden I've decided I need time. We've got to get real about this connection. We've got to get real about it. Listen, it will not happen unless it's a priority for you. It will not happen unless you make it a priority in your life. It just won't. You've got to decide, I need this, I want this, and if I plan on following Jesus, this is his plan. This isn't my plan. This isn't Jim Brown's plan. This isn't Sarah Finney's plan. This is is God's plan. He said, I want you to grow, and the way that I'm going to do it, and I'm going to use each one of you to help each other to grow. That's his call. We've got to decide, am I going to really fight for this connection? Or... Well, I just let things be, which ultimately, I guarantee you, ends in disconnection. We've got to really see this idea that we could lose connection. My next point is simply this. Proximity does not equal connection. You know, you can look at this picture here. You know, I can have that plug rubbing up against the outlet. It could be, I mean, just like right up against it. I'm not getting any power out of it until it gets connected. It is useless being in the proximity without being connected. I believe a lot of good-hearted Christians, I'm going to speak from Central Jersey perspective, we would ask people, they're in the pews. They're here, they're around disciples, but they're not really connected. Listen, you could come to church every week and be the most disconnected person in the room. The truth is, worship service is great. It's important. We need to do it. But the real stuff happens outside of here. Just being here means nothing. If that's what it is, oh, well, I came to church, so I'm good. And then if you want to take it deeper... Hey, well, I got with so-and-so. But if you didn't really get open, well, what'd you do? If you didn't really get honest, 
then what was the point? I don't know about you. I'm not into wasting time. I'm not. If I'm going to get together and we're going to talk, we're going to talk. And we're going to have a discussion and we're going to get real and we're going to talk. And it's going to be a two-way street. I'm good with all that. But we're going to talk. It's not going to be superficial. I don't have time for that, to be totally honest. We're only wasting time if we think being around equals being connected. And you know what it is. You can see that the worship leaders, I guarantee, will see it even better. Because when you're up here and you're singing, you can look around and people are like, oh, wow, that's pretty window up there. People singing. Oh, well, let's, let's have another conversation here. Let's have another conversation here. Or people just walk in. They look, they look like they just wandered in. You see it a lot. For, it's just total disconnect. Presence. If we took attendance, you'd be raising your hand. But disconnected. You know that we've had times, we've all had times, we've walked into church preoccupied with 20 other things. And, and let's be honest, we're not here to worship God. We got nothing else to do on a Sunday morning. We got into a habit of coming here. That that literally happens. But you gotta ask yourself, is that pleasing to God? Like what what are you what are you gaining by that? Now the truth is if you hang around disciples enough, you, you might stumble into getting plugged in. I mean that that's possible. But I wouldn't be counting on it unless you really decided I want to get connected. I need people in my life, and I want to be a source of encouragement to someone else. Proximity does not equal connection. You know, there's a famous quote that says, just going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than standing in your garage make you a car. You know, it's real clear to us so we can think about it from that perspective. Hey, you know, I'm clearly I could stand in my garage, I'm not a car. Well, you could be here at church. And that did not mean a thing. I know people that have no semblance of Christianity to go to church every Sunday. But, you know, day to day living it. Read the Bible? Are you kidding? You could be present and be disconnected. And as Christians, we've got to remember, you know, sometimes we get really comfortable with the idea, you know, well, we teach the right doctrine. It becomes about having the right doctrine versus having the right relationships. So we get comfortable just showing up because, hey, I'm here. I'm present. And then, you know, we start to really lower the bar. We say, well, I'm present. So-and-so's not. And then now we think we're connected because we showed up and someone else didn't. Proximity does not equal connection. And my last point is this. This connection to God and one another is what connects us to growth. You might be saying, okay, well, what, you know, what, what is the point? Well, the point of all this is that you will grow as a result of being connected. You will grow. This is something for your benefit. 
This is something God wants for you. In the scripture in Colossians 2.19, in the next slide, you'll see, we grow as God causes it to grow. See, God has set up this process where he says, I'm going to put all these people together, this ragtag bunch together, flaws and all, but I'm going to put them together. And I'm going to put them together and I'm going to instruct them that they're to work together to mature one another and I'm going to show them the power in that by how they will grow spiritually. This is where growth comes from. So, you know, when you say, well, do I really need relationships? Well, do, do you want to grow? This is what God said. This is the way God causes growth. This is right out of the Bible. This is in my opinion. Is anybody? God causes growth. If you're not growing, the first place to look is, am I connected? Am I really connected with good brothers and sisters? Am I really connected spiritually the way God wants me to? Because you will grow. God causes it. This is not a choice. This is what happens as a result of being connected. You know, I think we cheat ourselves of amazing victories. We cheat ourselves because we, we don't fight for that connection, and we cheat ourselves of seeing ourselves grow in an incredible way. We choose to stay in the boat when Jesus wants us to walk on water. We choose to stay in the comfortable versus really walking forward with Jesus. Maybe to that scary place, maybe to that challenging place, but that place where growth meets you. See, that's where all the action happens. When you're connected, and even when you bump heads, you know, iron sharpens. This is, we need one another. The reason iron sharpens iron sometimes is because sometimes we're that hard-headed. And, you know, sometimes people are helping you. They ain't getting paid to help you. I understand the staff, but there's people not getting paid, sacrificing time from their families to help you, and you want to get an attitude about what they're doing. This is growth right here. This is how you change. This is what we've got to see. I'm cheating myself and everybody around me if I'm not connected. Cheating everybody, including myself, out of growth if I'm not connected. I think back to my life and what happened 20 years ago, not believing in the Scriptures, not believing in God, making fun of people who were called themselves Christians, giving my wife a hard time about her wanting to follow these Jesus freaks and, and be part of this cult, and I did all of that. And you know what? Some brothers got in there with me and helped me. They talked to me. They helped me. You know, I had I always shared this one story. There was a brother who was nothing like me. 
Uh, I'm like a inner city jock. This brother was like an artsy interior designer. Actually, that's what he was. He was an inter- interior designer. And he liked soccer. Uh, no disrespect. I know there's probably a lot of soccer fans. I'm, I, I grew up in a city. We don't play soccer. Play basketball, baseball, football. That's about it. So he liked these sports. But then I, I noticed we would, we would watch baseball together. And I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's cool. At least he likes baseball. And so one time we would, I had become a Christian. Now we're studying with someone else. And, you know, this person was into some stuff I, I just really wasn't into, uh, hobbies and stuff. He goes, well, we've got we to gotta get in and, into his world. And I'm like, well, why would I want to do that? I mean, I, I got my own stuff. I don't, I don't need anything else, right? And then he looked at me, and I'll never forget. He says, you know, I've never liked baseball ever in my life. All those days I was watching with you, it was simply to get in your life. That was the only reason. That just humbled me so much. But here, he took on a hobby. He didn't know nothing, but he didn't care. And now it's time for me to pass it on, and I'm like, oh, I'm good. We've got to see. We're cheating ourselves. Cheating ourselves of opportunities to grow. I really pray that we see this opportunity to connect and to grow We are designed to connect. You can lose your connection. Proximity does not equal connection. And you have to be connected in order to grow. So I want to challenge you. Stay connected. Get connected if you aren't already. And watch and see how God makes it all grow. Thank you and God bless. You just listened to the Westchester Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit westchester.nyccoc.net